0: I trust the Holy Ghost to help me tonight. Um we have a lot to discuss and I trust that the Holy Ghost will make it simple for us to understand in Jesus name. Amen. fruit of the spirit. Um it's been a smooth ride, you know, it's been a great journey, you know, from the beginning of this series. Um pastor has been teaching on the fruit of the spirit and we had other ministers like myself come up to teach. And I believe we have been blessed so far. Amen? Have we been blessed so far? Yes. So, I trust that the Holy Ghost will take us deeper again. Galatians 5, verse 22 to 23. Let me jump straight right in. Galatians 5, to 23. Give me NIV. Give me NIV. NIV translation. Scripture says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love... Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So, we'll be discussing the fruit of faithfulness tonight. Um, I want to ask us a question, and I want you to answer the question in your heart. Um, You left your house this morning or this evening, and many of us sitting down here tonight, we locked our doors, we locked our gates, except if there's somebody else at home. Can I ask you why? Why did you lock your door? Why did you lock your gate? Let me answer it for you very quickly. We don't have time. It's because you are aware that there are people in this world who do not have these qualities, this fruit of the Spirit. So they gain entrance into your home. We have people who do not have self-control. Amen? We have people who are not patient, people who do not love. That's where you can enter into another man's house to steal his properties. So I said that to say that there is a desperate need for believers to arise exhibiting and manifesting these fruits. Because in our world today, we have many, many people who have not submitted, who have not yielded themselves to the Holy Ghost to cultivate these fruits, these virtues. Why do you put password on your phone? Because you know there's somebody who does not have self-control in his vessel. That is why you lock your phone. Because they can come come on your phone and turn on your phone and begin to check all kinds of things. So, the word is speaking a language to us that there is a desperate need for believers, especially, to arise with this fruit and begin to manifest. And hallelujah, those believers are listening to me tonight. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, I wrote here very quickly, Jesus demonstrated all the nine fruits of the Spirit, even in His human form as he submitted himself to the operations of the Holy Spirit in let's see Hebrews let's see Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2 the Bible says fixing our eyes on Jesus the pioneer or the author and the perfecter or the finisher of our faith for the joy we see one fruit there that was set before him he endured the cross so um, there's no time I will have shown you scriptures that tells us that Jesus exhibited all these nine fruits. He was human. When was a man like you and I? So that tells us that there's no excuse for us as believers not to exhibit this fruit. Amen? Praise God. You know, we just finished a series on the Holy Spirit, the believer's advantage. The Holy Ghost is our advantage. These fruits, let's see, amplified. Amplified of Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. Let me explain something to us. It's clear from scripture, Galatians 5:22. Give me amplified. Amplified version. It says, "But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the work which is presence within accomplish accomplishes." So in other words, these fruits cannot be made manifest in you except by the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Praise God. We've established this week in, week out that it is the Holy Ghost that makes these fruits possible for us to exhibit. So, it's our degree of yieldedness to the Holy Ghost that determines our degree of exhibition of these fruits. The reason why many of us as believers today, we still are believers who steal, we have believers who lie, we have believers who lack self-control. It's not because... There is an absence of the Holy Ghost in them. It is their lack of yieldedness. They are not paying attention to the presence of the Holy Ghost in them. So they look as though they are unbelievers. Amen? You know, Pastor has taught us many times that the world has an expectation of us. The world should not see you doing what they are doing. That is why most times our preaching and our witnessing of the gospel to them can be difficult because we are not different. An unbeliever is stealing. A believer in church who is leading worship to is stealing. An unbeliever lacks self-control, lacks patience, lacks faithfulness, and the believer too who is leading prayer on Sunday is doing all the same. It is hard to minister to such kind of people. But the Holy Ghost is bringing us light tonight. Hallelujah. So, I said that this tells us that these nine fruits can be operational in our lives if only we yield to the Holy Ghost. Just like a fruit tree naturally produces fruit when it is healthy and well-nurtured. Believers who are spiritually healthy and yielded to God's spirit will naturally exhibit these virtues. Praise God. Now, I want to define for us faithfulness. I first define faith, then I will define faithfulness. What is faith? Basic definition of faith. Faith is learning to depend on God in every situation. I'm just making it simple for us now. Faith is learning to depend on God in every situation. Now, let me define faithfulness. Faithfulness is the quality of being dependable or trustworthy. Faithfulness is the quality of being dependable or trustworthy. It also means a consistent and steadfast commitment. We came to Bible study. Some of us are not writing. It's not right. Some of us are just looking at me. You're supposed to be putting something down. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. Faithfulness also means a consistent and steadfast commitment to fulfilling one's responsibilities and promises. Faithfulness, I define the first definition: faithfulness is a quality dependable or trustworthy. One, two. It also means a consistent and steadfast commitment to fulfilling one's responsibilities and promises. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23. 23 hebrews 10 23 but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son whom he appointed let's hold unswervingly to the hope we promise for he who promised is faithful hallelujah so it means from this definition that god is a consistent And a committed father to fulfilling all his responsibilities and promises to us. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. God is consistent. Please understand this tonight. Consistent and steadfast in his commitment in fulfilling his responsibilities and promises to us. Now, let me give us points to note about the fruit of faithfulness. Very quickly. Points to note about the fruit of faithfulness. Points to note about the fruit of faithfulness, and so he demands faithfulness from his children. God is faithful, and so he demands faithfulness from his children. Lamentations three twenty-two to twenty-three. Let's establish that fact now that God is faithful. Lamentations three twenty-two to twenty-three. Lamentations three twenty-two. To 23 because of the Lord's great love we are not consumed for his compassions never fail they are new every morning and great is your faithfulness let's see another scripture Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9 Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 therefore that the Lord your God is God he is faithful God, keeping His covenant of love to a thousand generations. Of those now, you see that now, of those who love Him and keep His commandments, of those who love Him, one and keep His commandments, these are who God is showing Himself faithful to, these are the people who God is keeping His covenant for, those who love Him. And keep his commandments. Let's see another scripture. First chapter 10 and verse 13. First chapter 10 and verse 13. First Corinthians 10 and verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful. God is faithful. I'm a starting that God lets you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. When you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. So that you can enjoy it. Why? Because he is faithful. Now let's see another scripture Psalm 145 and verse 13. Psalm 145 and verse 13. Scripture says, Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful. In all the does. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now let's see 1 Corinthians 4 from verse 1 to 2. It's a scripture that tells us that God demands faithfulness from us. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 from verse 1 to 2. This then is how you ought to regard us. As servants of Christ. And as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Next verse. Now it is required that those who have... That those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Faithful. So God is faithful and God demands faithfulness from his children. Let's see first Peter chapter four and verse nineteen. First Peter chapter four and verse nineteen. First Peter 4 and verse 19. So then, those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to faithful creator and continue to do good, to commit themselves, to be faithful to their faithful creator. Let's see one more scripture, Revelations chapter 2 and verse 10. Revelations 2 and 10. Scripture says, do not be afraid of what you are about to suffer. I tell you, the devil will put some of you in prison to test you, and you will suffer persecution for 10 days. This is Jesus speaking now. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's see the second point. God rewards faithfulness. Number one, I said God is faithful, and so he demands faithfulness from his children. Number two, God rewards faithfulness. Matthew 25 from verse 14. Now, let's begin the teaching. Matthew 25 from verse 14. Again, he's talking about the kingdom of God now. He's giving a parable. Again, let's pay attention, please. It will be like a man and who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them? Next verse. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another bags, and to another one, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Next verse, please. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. Next verse. So also, the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Next verse. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, You entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. Please take note. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Now, here is the reward. Come and share your master's happiness. Now, if you read the last um, verse... I said them give me give me verse 29 because of our time verse 29 For whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them In other words the little that has been entrusted into your care I will go into that towards the course of the end of the service the little that has been entrusted into you, okay? God is expecting more. God is demanding faithfulness from you. So He's saying that that little that has been given to you, if you do nothing about it, those who are doing something with their own we will take that one from you and give it to them. So God rewards faithfulness. This is why. Just coming to the house of God, you are not in any ministry, you are not serving. I will show us scriptures on that. You are not providing any basis for God to reward you. You are just coming to you. You are just sitting down. You are not in any ministry. You are not serving. You are not actively engaged in the work of the ministry. There is no basis for your reward. The only reward you might just have is just to go to heaven. But reward that God comes to reward men, putting them in charge of weightier matters in the kingdom, you have not put yourself to receive. So that's why it's important for us as believers to take notes, to get our hands dirty for the work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, let's see Hebrews 11 and verse 6. I'm I'm still on the point God rewards faithfulness. Hebrews 11 and verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he is, that he exists, and that he rewards those who earnestly those who diligently, those who faithfully seek him. Those are the people that God's reward is coming to. James chapter 1 and verse 12. James chapter 1 and verse 12. James 1 and verse 12. Blessed is the one who perseveres on that trial. Because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life. Talking about the reward now. That the Lord has promised to those will love him. Amen. That person will receive a crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Luke 19 and verse 17. Luke 19 and verse 17. The Bible says, it says, Well done, my good servant. His master replied, Because you have been trustworthy in very small in a very small matter, take charge of 10 cities. A greater responsibility was given to him because he was very faithful with small matters. God rewards faithfulness. Colossians 3:23 to 24. Colossians chapter 3 from 23 to 24. Please don't be tired of opening scripture. We are in Bible study. This is the house of God. Hallelujah. Colossians 3:23 to 24. The Bible says, "Whatever you do, walk at it with all your heart faithfulness as working for the lord not for human masters let's see the reward now since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the lord as a reward it is the lord christ you are serving you're not serving any man you're not serving anybody you are serving jesus and it is jesus that will reward you amen praise god at best, we can appreciate you. The reward comes from the Lord. Hallelujah! Praise God! <clears throat> All right, let's see it. Second Timothy four from verse seven to eight. 2 Timothy four from verse seven to eight. I have fought the good fight of, faith, of the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. In other words, I've been faithful with my assignment. Now, there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. Hallelujah. One of the ways by which you show that you are longing for his appearing is that you are faithful in what has been committed to you in God's house. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's see number three. I said, number one, God is faithful, and so he demands faithfulness from his children. Number two, God rewards faithfulness. Number three, we don't manifest or exhibit the fruit of faithfulness by human efforts. We don't exhibit the fruit of faithfulness. Rather, we manifest faithfulness by submitting ourselves daily to the Holy Spirit. I will say that again. We don't manifest or exhibit the fruits of faithfulness by human efforts. Rather, we manifest faithfulness by submitting ourselves daily. Take note of that word, daily. To the operations of the Holy Spirit in us. Galatians five, twenty-two to twenty-three. He says, This is the work that His presence within us accomplishes. So it is a work of the Holy Ghost. It's not something that can be achieved on your human effort alone. The Holy Ghost has to power this fruit, it has to power faithfulness in your heart. Praise God. Now, I want to give us two major areas and then we close. Two major areas of our lives that demand faithfulness. Two major areas. There are other areas, but I just want to give us two for the sake of tonight. Two areas of our lives that demands faithfulness. Number one, our relationship with God. Romans 12, from verse 11 to 12. Give me a Romans 12, 11 to 12. Scripture says, Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual favor, serving the Lord. Next verse. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Does anybody notice that we have some fruits of the Spirit in this scripture? How many do we have in this scripture? Very quickly. Look at it. Three. We have joy, we have patience, forbearance, and we have faithfulness. Faithful in prayer. Now, I want us to see what it means to be faithful in prayer. What does it mean to be faithful in prayer? Luke 22 and verse 39. Luke 22 and verse 39. We understand by now that one of the ways by which um, we build a relationship with God is through the ministry of prayer. So let's see Luke twenty-two thirty-nine 39 now. It says Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. And on that translation, I think ASV will tell you that as his custom is or was, he withdrew himself to pray. So, as believers, say to us, it has to be something that is your custom if you want to walk faithfully with God. Something has to be your custom. the the ministry of prayer was a ministry that Jesus never ever ever played with the bible is... so if as believers now because Jesus was a man when all of these things were happening yes or no it was a man right was he a man yes the bible says that the word was made flesh and dwelt among us so he was a man so this was was given consistently to prayers That was why he had the father consistently his custom was the place of prayer so if you're going to build any relationship with god you must have some let me put it in quotes customs in your life if you're going to be faithful in your work with him there has to be things that are your custom studying god's word daily giving yourself to prayer and other spiritual activities hallelujah now, under this point, I wrote here that this also includes our service in God's house. Our relationship with God. It also includes our service in God's house. Colossians three twenty three to 24. From verse 23 to 24. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. As working for the Lord, not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the lord as a reward it is the lord christ you are serving. First chronicles 9 27 let me show some other scripture first chronicles nine twenty seven. the bible says they will spend the night stationed around the house of god because they had to and they had charge of the key for opening it each morning. So, no matter how little the work in God's house has been entrusted into your care, can you be faithful with it? Can you be faithful with that little thing? If it is cleaning the chairs every, you know, every Thursday evening like this before Bible study, can you be faithful? The Bible says each morning, they stood around the house of God. David the psalmist says, I would rather keep her in the house of God. I would rather be a doorkeeper. I must do something no matter how little. If it is cleaning the speakers every Sunday that they gave to you, can you be faithful with it? So God demands faithfulness as His children. Praise God. Hallelujah. Second Chronicles 31 from verse 11. Second Chronicles from verse 31. Sorry. 2 Chronicles 31 from verse 11. 2 Chronicles 31. Ezekiah gave orders to prepare storerooms in the temple of the Lord. And this was done. Then they faithfully brought in the contributions and dedicated gifts. This is talking about your contributions to the work in the house of God. There are some of us, God has, while we trust God for abundance and multiplication, we can't deny the fact that God has been faithful. God has blessed us. And there are many of us, the kingdom of God, the project in the house of God has not benefited one naira from your accounts. The Bible says that they faithfully brought in contributions. So a blaze is coming now. Don't say you don't have money. There is always something in your storehouse. There is always something. God has blessed you to this extent. Let him see your faithfulness with the little he has given you first. There are some of us, the day 100K enters our account, will not see you in church again. Bible study, you will not come. Hallelujah. Prayer, meeting, choir, that will not see you. You will even write your name on your shoe if it's possible. for to see that you have arrived. That is why, you see, sometimes... Many of us are at a particular level in our work, in our results. Because God has not found you faithful yet in that little. Because he knows that if he gives you more, that more will destroy you. Amen? Praise God. If he gives you more, that more will destroy you. So, God will keep back some things. Many of the prayer points, God bless me, 100 million, I will serve you. <laughs> five, five dollars. I will... And God is seeing your heart. He knows. He's a faithful God. You. He doesn't want that blessing to destroy you. So, He will keep it back until you grow into it. Until you build capacity. I'm so challenging us tonight. Don't ever say you don't have something to give in the things, in the projects in God's house. Don't ever. The prophet told the woman, what do you have? She said, I have nothing. I just have a jar of oil and this and this for my child and I to live and die. To eat and die afterwards. But he said, bring it still. That little you have, be faithful with it. Bring it to the house. Even if it is 500 you have, this ablaze that is coming, drop it, give it. Let God see that you are faithful. Let God see that you want to give, but you don't really have in terms of physical. And God will add to that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Are we getting blessed tonight? Mm. Let's see Job chapter 1 from verse 20. As regards our faithfulness to God, in the presence of storms and trials let's see what job did job 1 20 to 22 at this job got up now there was like four messengers came to job and gave him a bad report oh your your donkey and this and this and this have gone oh did, 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 like. your sons and your daughters were eating and something happened and they went now this is the testimony the bible is testifying about job now it's response to challenges Do you remember that story? Do you remember the story? All right. And this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. Let's stop there. In 24 hours, Job lost everything. And the Bible says his response was to worship. There are some of us, you lose, let me say, maybe a key. Let me, bring, let me use something as small as a key now. You didn't even lost it, right? You didn't lose it at all. You just, you don't, you just didn't know where you kept it. You have left the place of prayer. You are jumping up and down. You, don't, you are not even coordinated anymore. But this man lost almost his entire life. All his investments, he lost everything. And the Bible says he fell to the ground in worship. There was something Job knew that we need to know. There was something about God that Job knew that we need to know. For someone to bow down in the face of storms and trials and all kinds of things and still worship, it takes some level of strength. It takes a level of knowledge you have about God. The Bible says, and the people that do know their God shall be strong. They shall be strong to confront situations. Let's read it. Let's move Let's move on. Of our time, let's move on and said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Now, that is not accurate because it wasn't the Lord that took away. If you read that scripture, amen, there was a gap in his understanding, he didn't know much. We will not blame Mr. Job, it wasn't God that took away. If you read at the, the beginning part of that scripture, you will see that Satan came and presented himself before the sons of God. And he was telling God that you have set an edge about him. God asked him a question, have you not considered my servant Job? And Satan said, sir, now lieo because you have put an edge about him. Bring down that edge and you will see if he will not cause you to your face. And the Bible says, Satan, Job disappointed Satan. He worshipped. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to say this to you. In the face of storms, trials, situations, you see, in our walk with God, these things will surely come. Even Jesus himself said it that you will face persecutions. He has told us beforehand, in advance. So you, are, you should not be surprised when you see some things happening. You should be surprised. It is your response to those storms that matters why some people will respond respond the way scripture will have us respond some people will back out from god so this story is teaching us something very powerful now he says the lord gave and the lord has taken away may the name of the lord be praised next verse and in all this in all this job did not sin by charging god with wrongdoing job did not sin it's like losing 500,000 euros. Oh, let's say that's where your life savings. The Bible says even in that, Job lost 500K. He, he did not sin. He didn't charge God with wrongdoing. Hallelujah. Can that be your disposition tonight as believers? There are many things that will come your way. Please, I beg you, let's take a cue from scriptures. Storms will arise, all kinds of things, but please, let your confidence remain in the faithfulness of God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let's see Matthew 25 from verse 14. Let me run very quickly now. I promise not to take time. pastor is not teaching tonight, so we should close early. Hallelujah. Praise God. Matthew 25, 14. The Bible says, Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who has called his servant and entrusted his wealth to them. We read this before. Now, he says to one, he gave five bags of gold to another two bags. Now, let me just summarize because of our time. God do not entrust weightier matters of the kingdom to you until you have been faithful with that small matter. Many of us who have heard this before, I are saying I know it. Calm down and listen. Listen again. It means that there there, are weightier matters in this kingdom. There are objects. There are other assignments God is looking for believers who are faithful to take on. But until you are faithful with that cleaning of chair, washing of toilets, you will never, ever, ever steward anything greater in this kingdom. This is scripture. In your stewarding, God is... Requiring of us that we become faithful stewards. So the man that was in charge of two cities, God told him, You have been faithful. Now take ten cities. That's in Luke. Luke chapter I think 19. Luke 19, 17. Let's see it now. Luke 19 17. Luke chapter 19 and verse 17. Very quickly, please. Well done, my good servant, his master replied, because you have been trustworthy in very small. It didn't even say small. Very small. Take charge of ten cities. Praise God. Hallelujah. So if you truly want to um, steward God's assignment in this kingdom, you don't only say it by saying, Lord, I want to steward. God answers that prayer by seeing your faithfulness in the little you are doing. No matter how little it is, God is seeing. God is looking. God is looking at you. God is watching those things you are doing, those things you are calling little. God is looking. Now, number two, our last point for tonight. The second area that our lives, of our lives that demand faithfulness, our relationship with people. Please write it down our relationship with people. I wrote here that it is your faithfulness in your relationship with God that helps your relationship with people. As we relate to the Holy Spirit, he helps us cultivate these Christian virtues which are essential in maintaining our relationship with others. Hallelujah. Praise God. As we relate with the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost helps our hearts. It helps us with love, joy, peace, self-control, faithfulness, and all the nine virtues. As we walk with God, He helps those virtues to be cultivated in our hearts. So when we are relating with people, we will relate from the bank of those virtues. The reason why many of our relationships today do not last is because these virtues are missing. Many of the problems that I'm not married yet, but from the little I've seen, many of the issues that go on in many marriages or many relationships, let me use relationships now because of our setting. Many relationships is because there's an absence of these virtues being exhibited in us. There's no self-control, there's no patience. We are quick to get angry. So, you see, if you have not developed a consistent relationship with God and a work with God, allowing the Holy Ghost to operate in your heart and birth these virtues, these fruits, you have a lot of issues in your relationship with people. Praise God. Let's see Proverbs 25 and verse 19. Proverbs 25 and verse 19. I'm already wrapping up. I'm wrapping up already. Proverbs 20, 25 and verse 19. Like a broken tooth... Or a lame foot is reliance on the unfaithful in a time of trouble. Can you be reliable, expression house, in your place of work, in your relationships, in school, everywhere you find yourself? Can they rely on you and say, mm, if you call this person, I'm very sure. By this time tomorrow, the person will deliver. If you entrust so-so-so and so, social so amount into this person's care, I'm very sure. I'm very, very sure. The world is in desperate need. I said this thing earlier. The world is in need of people who are going to exhibit these fruits, expression house. Can you be that man tonight? Let's see another scripture. Proverbs 3 from verse 3 to 4. Proverbs chapter 3 from verse 3 to 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Let love. Two things. Love and faithfulness. Let it never leave Bind them around your neck. Write them on, on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Praise God. Hallelujah. It says love and faithfulness. If you keep these two virtues in your heart, you win favor with God. Number two, with men. There are many CEOs of many organizations today who are looking for faithful candidates. They don't even care how qualified you are. They just want faithful people. And today is is appalling and is... It's very, very heartbreaking that it is even believers. It is believers in the places of work, in the in the in the corridors of power, and all of these places. They are the ones who are showing lack of the lack of cultivation of these fruits. Believers do some things, and you wonder if they really received eternal life. You wonder the way some people still at work, the way some people relate with other people. You'll be wondering if it is Jesus that came into their hearts. Praise God. Let's see our last scripture for tonight and we pray. Are we getting blessed tonight? Proverbs 20 and verse 6. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6. Many claim to have unfailing love, but a faithful person, who can find? Can our lives answer this question? Let our lives answer this question. But a faithful person, who can find? Yes, you can find a faithful person. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Yes, sir, you can find a faithful person. But like I said, these things do not just come out automatically. It is your yieldedness. The degree of your yieldedness to the operations of the Spirit in you. The ongoing walking. He says, who can find a faithful person? Expression now, let our lives answer this question. Yes, sir, you can find a faithful person on earth. I am that man who will be faithful. Yes, I choose to be faithful. I choose to yield to the Holy Ghost to walk faithfulness in my heart. Praise God. I wrote here that in conclusion. Faithfulness is not only a characteristic of God's nature, but it's also a quality he desires to see in those who follow him. I'll take that again. Faithfulness is not only a characteristic of God's nature, but is also a quality God desires to see in those who follow him, in believers. So as long as you're walking with God, as long as you have the Holy Ghost in you, God is expecting that he sees faithfulness exhibit from your spirit man. Hallelujah. Praise God. God wants to be sure. That truly, it is the Holy Ghost that is in you. And one of the ways that you will know is that he's seeing seen those things come out. Love, coming out, peace. we are a man of peace. There's something going on, going on around now. I don't like peace. I'm a man of violence. Have you seen that thing going around? And some of us are saying it. And you see, that thing is working on us little by little. See, I'm a man of violence. I hate peace. You see it all over social media. And believers too are seeing that. And you wonder why you get to situations and you see that that violence is what comes out. Because that is what you have been feeding your subconscious mind with. Violence, violence, violence. So you are telling yourself whenever you see issues, violence, no peace. You will never have peace in relationships. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. I wrote here that those who walk closely with God will have to embrace faithfulness for God seeks faithful believers to whom he can entrust weighty matters of the kingdom into their care. I'll say it again. Those who will walk closely with God like Enoch. The Bible says, and Enoch walked with God and God took him. In other words, Enoch was faithful in his walk with God. will have to embrace faithfulness those who will walk closely, I'm taking it again with God, will have to embrace faithfulness, for God seeks faithful believers. Listen to that word now, or that phrase: faithful believers, to whom He can entrust weighty matters of the kingdom into their care. Well, I've heard this um, teaching that um, to whom much is given, much, much more self is expected. Not just much, much more. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet tonight. Have you been blessed tonight? Amen. Let's stand to our feet. I want us to pray. I'm going to say a word of prayer. I'm going to make a commitment to God. First of all, let's thank God for the word we have received tonight. Let's just say, Father, we thank you. Thank you for teaching us by your spirit. Thank you for granting us understanding and illumination by your word. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I want us to also ask for grace to yield. What we are doing is we are asking for grace to yield to the workings of the Spirit in us. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 says, But he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for you. Faithfulness can be tough on the flesh. When you are surrounded with the opportunity of doing things that are contrary to your faith, it can be tough, but His grace is sufficient for us. Say, Father, I yield myself to you. Help me to yield. Come on, come on. Are we praying tonight? I receive grace to yield, precious Holy Spirit. I receive grace to yield to your workings in me. I receive grace to yield. I I obtain grace, God, to yield. To be obedient to your workings in me. That this fruit of faithfulness will be exhibited for the world to see you in my life, and glorify you in heaven, O oh God. I receive grace. Oh, thank you, Father. Give you praise and glory. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we ask, O oh God, that indeed, from within, you will walk in us in the name of Jesus. And cause all these virtues, O oh God, to be manifested through in and through our lives so that the world will see us or see you in us and glorify you in heaven in the name of Jesus. Thank you, precious Father. And as we go tonight, oh God, we'll go with the consciousness of what we have learned tonight that these words, oh God, will not depart from us. Blessed be your name, oh God, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.